They said it couldn't be done. And that's when I said, yeah, it could probably be done. That being said, can I get 52 of these shows? Probably not, because considering this is the first week and 129 Entertainment does take holidays. So government regulations do specify that maybe, maybe not. Anyway, it's been a busy week considering people are just now starting to come back from Christmas vacation. One thing I really didn't expect was to see this much news going into the first week of the year. I mean, people usually ease right back into it, but there's actually a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, for God's sakes, like Nintendo is saying they don't want to make consoles. Um, Another company is saying they want to make consoles, which that's always a good sign. Um, I mean, honestly, Epic and Discord really want to sell stuff. That's a cool thing. And I mean, later on, we're going to play Is This News? Bet you can guess what it is. All right, starting out. So Nintendo is saying they don't want to sell consoles. So according to Variety, while Nintendo has been developing home consoles for over 30 years, Shuntaro Furukawa nailed it. Said the company's focus could shift away from their from them because, quote, flexibility is just as important as ingenuity, end quote. Nintendo has always already had some success branching out, whether it's through handheld consoles like a 3DS or smartphone titles like, quote, Fire Emblem Heroes. It's also dabbling in theme parks and movies, different ways to have our characters be a part of everyday life. So I get where he's coming from. And this is me speaking here. I get why he wants to get away from consoles because you have the big two. Okay. In the console wars, you have Sony and you have Microsoft. Those two are, have a death grip on the market, plain and simple. If Nintendo wanted to sit down and put out a powerhouse console, then I'll listen to what you want to do. But at the end of the day, Nintendo's games don't require that much, that much power to run. Like in all honesty, they're some of the best in the game when it comes out to putting such a small game. Well, I'm sorry, such a big game with minimal amount of processing power, okay? That's something you need to know right away. That being said, let's look at where the Switch is at right now. The Switch has sold 22 million units as of, I think it was December, so the end of the holiday season going into 2019. I mean, the Switch kind of is a console, kind of isn't. I mean, you could you could have that debate if you really wanted to. I'm going to go as to say it's a hybrid, so it doesn't go into either of them because honestly, it's its own thing. There's no there's nobody else is doing it. I mean, you could argue the Vita does it, but I wouldn't want to stack up to that because you need a PlayStation 4. But the Switch is its own thing. So that being said, if Nintendo wants to have another 20 years of Switch iterations, I mean, I don't think that'd be that horrible of an idea because we don't know where the video game market will be in 20 years. That's the thing. I mean, think about it. Think about how much video games have changed in the past 20 years, okay? So PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 4, drastic difference, okay? Go even further back. You got Nintendo 64, you got Super Super Nintendo. Uh, Game historians are just going to be ripping my throat. I just made me saying this, but... We don't know where it's going to be. So the fact that these guys want to get away from consoles in general, I don't think that's that big of an idea. I mean, if they can have their handheld play on a TV and people could still crowd around a TV and play their favorite Nintendo game with the rest of their family. Yeah. Why wouldn't they want to do that? I mean, it's plain and simple. They're not going to compete with Microsoft. They're not going to compete with Sony. Okay. Nintendo's its own thing. Nintendo can't be looked at. On the same grounds as Microsoft and Sony. They don't try to be. They don't want to be. They're its own thing. So, get away from consoles. Continue with the Switch. I don't think that's that bad. Anyway, so, if you haven't heard about 2018 enough, guess what? You're probably not going to hear that much about it. I just want to talk about it for a second. Because GamesIndustry.biz compiled a really good 
stat list, I guess you could say. It was a really nice graphic where it showed basically what 2018 was through numbers. And there was a couple key stats that stuck out to me, okay? So total, the video game industry, I guess that's counting sales of consoles and games, is $134.9 billion, okay? The games industry is massive. I mean, plain and simple. I think people don't always realize how big it is. I think people assume it's actually a lot smaller for some reason. I mean... Just in random conversations I have with people who don't necessarily aren't or aren't that entwined in the games industry, they don't think it's that big. And I think that's something that you can go, well, yes, it is. Here it is. Here's the sales figures. And it kind of shuts people up. Okay. So you got that. Here's a couple of things that kind of stuck out to me. Okay. Mobile accounted for almost 50%. Okay. Plain and simple. I mean, for God's sakes, Fortnite made five, it was half a billion on iOS alone last year. Okay. Um, a ass load of money. Okay. That tells you how big the mobile market is. And that's why I kind of think the games industry is in such a vacuum right now by thinking, oh my God, consoles and PC are the only thing we care about. Even then you're either on the console side or the PC side. You don't really want to pick. You don't really go both ways. There's not a lot of switch hitters in the games industry, or at least the internet will have you believe that. Okay. You got to pick a side for some reason. Either way, mobile just keeps getting better and better. I mean, for the love of God, the iPhone is going to be able to be streaming games here soon if EA has their way with it. Xbox wants to do the same thing, or Microsoft rather, with their Project Cloud. I don't think mobile should be overlooked at this, at this point. If you can get console-level experiences on your mobile phone, on the go, why wouldn't we want that? I mean, it only makes the industry better. It's another revenue source. You have a console in your pocket. Everybody loves the Switch, don't they? I would love if the switch was my iPhone that I take everywhere with me. I mean, for crying out loud, why is this such a bad thing? Now, am I going to come out and say that I'm a mobile games expert that knows everything about the mobile games industry? No. Okay. I played maybe three mobile games last year. I'm not a mobile games guy, but as a video games industry follower to say that we should overlook mobile is just asinine. That's just not something we can do. We need to look at the mobile games industry and say, okay, this is where we're going because this is where everybody else says we're going. This is where Epic obviously said we're going. This is where EA says we're going. This is where Microsoft says we're going. So we're going to have to adapt. Okay. Not to say that's a bad thing. If we get the right experiences and we get a doubt that I know one issue people love to talk about is they want to talk about the controller thing. That being said, I don't want to play games period if the control scheme sucks, okay? Plain and simple. That's something people love to complain about when it comes to mobile games. I remember I was thinking the exact same thing when it came to playing Fortnite. I mean, Fortnite was fun for about 20 minutes on my iPhone, and then I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to go play it on the Xbox like everybody else. So, I mean, again, there's a couple things you need to figure out there, okay? Plain and simple. So, another thing I wanted to talk about is Game of the Year last year. Now, I don't want to have a 45-minute conversation about what the best game of the year was, blah, 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 blah. No, okay? Because there's only one simple answer what the game of the year was, okay? Fortnite was your game of the year. And before you shut off the video or the podcast, just hear me out. Let's define what game of the year is. If you're one of the diehards who says the game of the year is one of the best composed, best, best gameplay best story, best whatever the hell word you want to throw in there that's used a million times in every single article online, fine. Go argue that over there. But the game that changed the industry the most was Fortnite. 
head over heels. No other game even came close to making a dent. And I think that's what people don't like to look at. I mean, for the love of God, look at the NFL last year. You got guys doing Fortnite dances after they score touchdowns. When's the last game that did that? Okay. Fortnite didn't just break into pop culture. Fortnite was pop culture for about three months. Okay. A quarter of the year was Fortnite in mainstream media. That's kind of a big deal considering where video games have been in the past 10 years. Okay. Am I the only one that remembers five years ago not talking about playing video games? Hmm. I didn't think so. But here's the thing. Now we're in a place where people are going out to buy consoles to play video, play a singular game, a free-to-play game. Somebody is paying $300 to get their hands on an Xbox or a PlayStation or even a Switch. Or like I said earlier, they can play it on their phone. And that leads into the, a no, more prosperous future of them wanting to play more games. That's more people in the industry. That's growing the industry. That's not something we should shy away from. That being said, what was the game of the year last year? Fortnite was, okay? Fortnite had 69,250 articles written about it. Articles. That means somebody sat down with either their Google Doc or their Microsoft Word, and they typed away 500,000, 2,000 words, and they posted it online, and people were clicking on it. That's why there's 69,000 articles. Haha, <laughs> 69. Anyway, 69,000 articles, okay? Do the math real quick. 1,000 times 69,000. Do it. Yeah. It's a lot of freaking words, okay? And a lot of people reading those articles. Not to mention all the videos that were made. I mean, for the love of God, the YouTube numbers last year was insane. It was something like a couple hundred billion views or hours or some number like that. It's just, I think it was hours. It's like a couple hundred billion hours of YouTube was watched last year. Some asinine number that you couldn't make up in your head. I mean, it's video games, man. Why is this such a bad thing? Fortnite has completely taken over mainstream media. I mean, it started to die down as of late, but maybe going into 2019, it's not full steam ahead like it was at the back end of 2018. But still, it's not like it's going anywhere. It's got a diehard fan base. It's probably bigger than most diehard fan bases, for crying out loud. Okay, if you still don't believe me, let's look at the top 10 most watched YouTube, tra YouTube trailers of last year. Okay, take a guess what number one was. No, it wasn't God of War. No, it wasn't Spider-Man. No, it wasn't an E3 reveal trailer. No, it wasn't Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, it was Fortnite Season 5's announcement trailer. Yeah, you know those little one-minute clips that play after the start of a new season? Yeah. This is the most-watched trailer on YouTube last year. Okay, let's look at number two. What was number two? Okay. Still wasn't God of War. Still wasn't Red Dead. Still wasn't Spider-Man. Still wasn't Resident Evil 2 Remake. Still wasn't Smash. Still wasn't any of those games. It was Fortnite's port fort trailer. Okay, an in-game item had more views than every single game that got released last year. Yeah, every single game that got released last year. I mean, period. Every single E3 trailer. Every single Overwatch character reveal. I think there's only one last year. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. But 35 million views for an in-game item on YouTube. Yeah. 
you could say Fortnite kind of had a pretty big year. And not to mention, number three most watched trailer, Fortnite Playground Mode. Number four, you finally get a different game, okay? The Fallout 76 announcement trailer. And we know how well Fallout worked out. Pretty well at the end of the day. And then you go down the list. Um, game of Thrones, Conquest, which is a mobile game. Red Dead Redemption, official trailer number three. Kind of a big deal. Uh, Clash Clans, Clash Royale. Oh, here we go. Number nine, Fortnite Battle Pass. Season five available now. Hmm. And then the number 10, Clash Clans. Okay, mobile. Still, you're killing it, boo-boo. Way to keep it going. Uh, let's look at the top 10 games on Twitter. Uh, Fortnite, 1,038,619 tweets. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about freaking Fortnite last year. And to say that you want to give another game the Game of the Year award is asinine. Okay? It makes negative amounts of sense. I'd say further than negative amounts of sense. You want the game that did the most for the industry last year. It was Fortnite. Hands down. Give them the award. Slap them on the butt as they walk their way up the stairs to accept it. End of discussion. I mean, honestly, I I don't get like I get it in a traditional sense. You want to pick one of the best games of the year. Give it to God of War. Give it to Red Dead. I mean, for the love of God, give it to Smash. I don't care. I'll be honest. Majority of people don't care. Diehards, we care. I mean, yeah, sure. Your game of the year award video probably got like a million views. The Fortnite season five trailer got 48 million views. Go figure. Anyway, so we have another day. We have another third party console. People want to get into the market. So according to CNET, Slightly Mad Studios founder and CEO Ian Bell have been talking up the next generation console on social media for the past week, promising to create the most powerful console ever built. And that's a quote by him. Bell is shooting for a console that outputs games in 4K and can play virtual reality games at 120 frames per second and supports most major VR headsets. Okay, that's going to have a $700 price tag. Easy. I would go as far as to say that's a $1,000 price tag. Just looking at the specs of it, because the fact that the Xbox One X released at a $500 price tag was insane hearing the people from what the people from Microsoft were saying about it. Okay, you're telling me that Slightly Mad Studios has this new technology that can output games at 4K 120 frames per second for less than you can with the Xbox One X. Last I heard, the Xbox One X wasn't performing that well because one, Microsoft doesn't release their sales numbers, but two, the predictions were it's not performing that well. Okay. Is it the most powerful console on the market? Yes. That being said, it has a small section of market that want the most powerful console on the market. I want the most powerful console on the market. I also have a show. How many other people are like me? Not that many. So how many other people walked into Target, GameStop, Walmart, Amazon, anywhere else and paid $500 for a console? Not to mention they had the original iteration of the console, okay? The original iteration, and they still upgraded. Not to mention some of them, me included, went out to buy a TV for it. So you mean to tell me, Ian Bell, that your console is going to come out and wipe the floor with anything Sony and Microsoft have, and that you want to be another major player in this console industry? Yeah, that's not going to happen. I don't care what you say. It's not going to happen. Okay. Am I being a skeptic? Um, 
Yes, because let's look at all the other third-party consoles. Uh, NVIDIA put out a console, failure. Uh, Steam put out a console, who Steam probably wanted, had the best chance of actually putting out a really good console, failure. Um, every other one that came with it. Yeah, it's pretty much failure if you don't count the Switch. End of discussion. Okay. Not to mention, are you going to have an OS that's as nice and snappy as Microsoft and Sony? Probably not. Are publishers going to just now start creating games for your system? <laughs> Probably not, because they need to see what the console can do first, and if it can, then I guess we'll go with it. Oh, and number three, the VR market isn't that lucrative at the moment. Um, Where have you been? Last I heard, PSVRs weren't going off shelves like crazy. Oculus has its place on PC. HTC has its place on PC. But where is it at? Okay. I don't know anybody that got a PSVR for Christmas. I don't know anybody that got an Oculus for Christmas. So maybe, just maybe, it's not time for VR yet. Oh my God, they're beating down my door because nobody cares. It's not time for VR yet. I'm sorry. We're not there yet. Will we get there eventually? I do think so because I think there's a place for VR, but it's just not there. The market hasn't caught on. Give it time. Let it develop. Maybe don't put your company online to create a console that probably won't succeed when everyone else before you has not succeeded. I mean, really? like. What do you want? But anyway, he says he has multiple investors who are helping the company to see the production of the console to completion. So we're going to see what this thing looks like and we're going to see how it runs. And I assume we're going to have maybe a couple games on it at launch. I don't know where the heck he's getting these games from, but I don't know. I guess that's a thing. I guess we'll have to find out. Is it too early to make predictions? Yeah, it is. Did I do it anyway? I did. Thank you for asking. Anyway, so one of the other things that's been going on lately is there's been a battle for online retail with digital sales. Okay, so here's what here's what I mean by that. So just today, so obviously not today when you're seeing this, but Ubisoft announced that the Division 2 is releasing on the Epic Games Launcher. So to catch you up, Epic and Discord are releasing their challengers for Steam. Okay. So, but the big deal behind that is Epic is releasing it where 88% of sales go back to the developer coming from a 70-30 split, which Steam has, and Discord is even one-umping them and is offering a 90-10 split, okay? Now, here's the thing. If I'm Epic, okay, and I have the most successful game on the market, period, nobody else is even close, the most successful game on the market. I'm beating down the door of every single AAA developer and trying to get their game on my launcher, okay? I'm going to say, what do I need to do to get your game on PC? Okay, I'm looking at Red Dead. I mean, any other game, really, that isn't on PC, I'm looking at you, too, because, I mean, the PC is a huge market. If you can make your game for PC console, like, you know, games that used to be made, and put it on Epic, where you're getting a big majority of that chunk of change back, I don't see why not. Really, though. Anyway, so if I'm Epic, I'm beating down the door and saying, what do I got to do? If I'm Discord, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm going, what do I need to do? Because I'm offering you more money than Epic. And also, I've got this great in-game chat system that was already coming from my previous platform. Okay, so I've got that going. 
So let's say I've got this 10 out of 10 indie game. Okay. I know it's a 10 out of 10. Not everybody else knows it's a 10 out of 10 yet, but because it's such a good game, it's a 10 out of 10. And I'm looking at the three publishers and it's going on PC or the three retailers and it's going on PC. Is it going to go to Steam? Is it going to go to Epic? Is it going to go to Discord? Now I have to make the decision. Do I want the mass market that Steam has? But at the same time, is my game going to get lost in the Steam shuffle? Because there is a lot of garbage on Steam. Period. End of statement. A lot of garbage on Steam. Just start scrolling through the recent games that got released just today. Okay. And come back and talk to me and say that there isn't a ton of garbage on Steam. But Parker, they tried so hard. Incorrect. There's a lot of money hogs on Steam. Okay. And the fact that we're just going to look at it and be like, oh, they tried. No, they didn't. Okay. They put the game on the market because they needed some money for something. End of story. That's what it is. Now let's look at Epic. Epic has the most successful game in the market. Epic has made it very clear that they want to help developers in any way they can to get their game onto their platform. Okay. It's pretty good. Pretty good option. Now let's look at Discord. Discord's offering me more money than Epic. But Discord doesn't really have as much to say as maybe Epic would or maybe Steam would. They're not going to have the player base right right away. I mean, to be frankly honest with you, people are launching their launching Fortnite on the Epic Games launcher. That means that at least they already have it downloaded on their computer. I don't have Discord downloaded on my computer. Why would I? Why would I get it if it's not part of Disc- the Discord app that's already in place? Why would I download it to begin with? None of my games are on there yet. So there's the decision developers now have to make. Where am I going to take the game? Honestly, it right now, if I wanted to get into Epic early, I think Ubisoft is making really good, a really, really, really good decision here because Ubisoft doesn't want to put the time and the resources in p- to make their own game launcher on PC. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, not a lot of people have done it yet. I mean, sure, EA has its own. Steam has theirs, obviously, but... Look around. Not a lot of other game publishers have their own game launcher. So why don't we? And everybody's been relying on Steam up to this point. So why wouldn't they start making their way to the more developer friendly one? Let's make Steam change. Okay. Now we got competition in the market. That's not a bad thing. We got people making changes. Maybe Steam lowers their rates to match up with Epic. Um, and then honestly, that's really all Steam would have to do to really get rid of Epic. In all honesty, if Steam would cut their split to whatever at least somewhat negligible to what Epic is. So let's say Steam launched 85.15. I think that would be pretty negligible at that point. And people would go, well, Steam's got the bigger market, so I might as well go to Steam. But you still got still got the Fortnite X Factor. And you got to think about that. I don't think people are going to forget about that anytime soon. So I don't know. It's it's really interesting if you think about it, because now you got guys who even want to get off iOS. You got guys... So back to the mobile market, you got Fortnite who didn't even publish stuff into the Android store. They published, they self-published it. So obviously they know what they're doing up to this point. Okay. You got that going for you. So Epic's pretty much all in at this point. I mean, they got money coming out of their ass at this point. They can really do whatever the hell they want. If I'm Epic, I'm making, I'm setting up the foundations of my business that is just going to continue to grow from here on because I had this huge influx of revenue from this not necess- not necessarily one hit wonder. I'm not willing to say that yet. We'll see what Epic does next. I mean, honestly, they don't really need to do anything next, but you kind of get a little valve syndrome where they had enough success to where they can just become a game seller at this point. So honestly, Ep- Epic, just lay your foundations right now. I think you're going to have a very successful business for next for a long time, really. 
because you don't just make a bill and then have your business go extinct unless you make a ton of stupid decisions. Now, Epic has made time after time after time after time after time after time after time good decisions. So am I willing to put my seal of approval on Epic and assume that they're going to have great foundations going forward? Yes, I'm willing to say that. I don't know. And all these online stores are battling for ground. And here is GameStop, which just cannot stop bleeding on the floor. So according to gamesindustry.biz, private equity equity firms, Apollo Global Management and Sycamore Partners are reportedly bidding to acquire GameStop, which I guess if it's the price is cheap enough, I'd pick up GameStop at this point. I mean, let's be honest. GameStop has been taking it in the teeth lately. Okay. I mean, some of the stats that go for it, um, Wed, Wedbush securities analyst, Michael Pachter, 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 sorry, told the WSJ that GameStop needs to reduce its $817 million in debt, close stores and go private. I mean, I could see why GameStop was a public company maybe 10 years ago when physical was the only way you could purchase video games. Makes perfect sense. Go public. You're the number one place to buy video games. Okay. End of story. But now that we're in a place where online is so much more important and I can go onto the Xbox store, Xbox store, buy a game for the same price that I can get it at GameStop and have it on my console ready to go when I want it. And I don't even have to get up and swap the disc out. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for that option. 10 out of 10 times. I know some people like to add stuff to their collection. But at the end of the day, convenience kills. And I think that's what people need to remember. So Pactor went on to say they've lost the interest of investors and being public causes them to do things they might not otherwise do like to diversify revenue. And what I think he's referring to when he says that is GameStop has Game Informer in its pocket. They have ThinkGeek in its pocket. And I know they have a couple other companies in their pocket as well. I think that's what he means when he says diversify revenue. If GameStop would have went all in and goes, I'm a games seller and reseller. This is what I do. Used in new games or what I sell. That's it. I don't think that they would have went on as long as they have. In all honesty, I think they kind of needed to diversify. I think Game Informer is going to have a place in the games industry for a while now. Maybe not as a magazine, but as as an online article writer, op-eds, press releases, stuff like that. I think that's where Game Informer is going to be best. And Think Geek, I think, is awesome. Awesome, by the way, if they can connect, if they can become an online merchandise sell, merchandise sales, whatever place, Amazon type, not with Amazon, but you know what I mean, and sell all this basically geek stuff, nerd merch. Which again, I'm a nerd. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. If they can do all that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's a very profitable business, but you're going to have to cut back your business so much. And I think that's where GameStop needs to do some soul searching. Do I think, unfortunately, GameStop is going to have to close a lot of stores? Yes, you got to consolidate the debt somewhere. And do you want to do it now or do you want to do it after you get bought out by somebody? It's kind of where GameStop is at. Do I think they need to go private? I would say yes with my baseline stock I mean, if you're bleeding stock to this point and you have to answer to every single person who owns stock in GameStop and you just continue to bleed and bleed and bleed. I mean, since 2015, GameStop has lost 67.5% of its market value. And I mean, the decline has slowed, but it's going to do that eventually because they're still selling things. If they stop selling things completely, yes, it would keep bleeding, but it's going to steady out after a while because you finally get a point where you know what it's worth at that point. 
And so the company's share price is actually up 20.96% this year, and it closed 2018 down 36.77% from January. So obviously the market's fluctuating. I mean, it's a tough, this is a tough call because GameStop has been a staple of video games for the past 10 years or so. But like the online stores, the market's changing. You need to accept that. You need to make better decisions. And unfortunately, I think those decisions are going to be companies are going to start closing. So I don't know. If I was a business major, I'd tell you. But unfortunately, I just make really, really, really good podcasts and videos for 129 Entertainment. Anyway, so let's play a game. And this is just for one article. I want to play a game called Is This News? Okay, so this has been getting a lot of a lot of headway recently. So according to Decision PR Newswire, the PlayStation 4 console surpassed 91.4 million units sold globally after a strong holiday season and about 5.6 million units were sold global during the 2018 holiday season. So is this news where I want to say five, six years into the console generation? No, this isn't news. I'll be very honest. This isn't news anymore. I don't care. No, I don't think this should be that big of a deal at this point because we know who won the generation. PlayStation's won the generation, plain and simple, okay? Nintendo put out Wii U. The Wii U flopped. Xbox One wanted to launch as a media console. It flopped. And here we are. PlayStation was the dedicated games console. It's put out time after time after time after time after time, proving it's got the best third-party experiences on its own console and no place else. Yes, PlayStation's killing it. Do I need to be reminded every single month and a half or every single quarter that PlayStation is crawling closer and closer and closer and closer to 100 million units sold? No, it's going to surpass 100 million units sold. Is it ever going to catch up to the PlayStation 2? No, it's probably not going to catch up to the PlayStation 2 just because the PlayStation 2 had such a long tail end. I think we're in a place where the second PlayStation announces the PlayStation 5. Um, People are going to jump on board and sales of the console are obviously going to start declining rapidly pretty rapidly once they announce new hardware obviously but to say that the playstation 4 can continue on to outsell the playstation 2 i just don't think i don't think that's a viable option playstation 2 was almost like lightning in a bottle everybody had one i mean i still got one i think i have two for god's sakes thing was just massive so um to put this into perspective um the market is predicting that xbox has sold 39.1 million units um, that's coming from IHS market because obviously Xbox doesn't release their sales figures. They focus more on subscription services and this and basically um, software because they are took in the teeth so bad this generation. That being said, is Microsoft doing badly lately? Absolutely not. I think Xbox has made time after time after time. They got Epic Syndrome. They just keep making good decisions, okay? You got Games Pass. You got Xbox Gold has been pretty great lately. You got the new um, uh, accessible controller, which is, a, for crying out loud, that's awesome. Um, what else have you got? Xbox. You got the Xbox One X, which I guess you could say is a failure, but the fact that you can say, I have the most powerful console. That's pretty cool. And I guess you can sell that to people. That's something that people gravitate towards, obviously. I mean, I bought one for crying out loud. Technically, I bought two because mine came like three weeks late. And then I bought one, which is almost like my rental and I returned it, which don't tell anybody I did that. Okay. Just don't tell anybody. But so (sighs) Xbox, you're making good moves. I mean, you're setting yourself up for a strong next generation. I don't think anybody's denying that. 
That being said, it all comes down to what's going on with Xbox's third-party titles, okay? So we know that Xbox has been shopping the market. They've got six developers under their belt now. I know they announced five at E3, four or five. So you got six under your belt now because they acquired a new one. Um, Obviously, all those games are developing a new Xbox exclusive, okay? So we got that. Halo's in the pipeline. We know that. We got Halo Infinite coming later. You got the new Gears of War, which you got multiple Gears of War games, which I thought was pretty insane. But I, I don't think the I don't think the mobile one or the PC one does much for the Xbox market unless the unless Gears Tactics, which is the PC game, launches exclusively from the Xbox launcher, because I know Xbox does have a launcher. So if it launches from the Microsoft Store, then I think well, I assume it would launch from the Microsoft Store. Then I think it, it goes more towards Xbox sales figures. Somehow, some way it works its way in there. But uh, we don't know how Crackdown is going to perform yet. Crackdown 3 just needs to stop bleeding and get out on the market. We know it's going day and date with Games Pass. So we got that. Uh, we got So Xbox is subscription service. We got that. Um, Forza is going to come out every single year and sell gangbusters. Well, not gangbusters, but as well as a Forza does because the guys who control Forza are just madmen. I mean, for crying out loud. But hey, congrats on picking up them because they're actually pretty good. Pretty good pickup. Not turn 10, but... um uh da, 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 i forget the name uh give me shoot it in the comments anyway so yeah we got xbox who's got a lot of steam going into next generation you got playstation who's really starting to decline lately not not decline i should say but they're starting to start step here and there i mean obviously all the games they put out are fantastic i mean spider-man got a war you got ghost of tsushima coming out soon i mean obviously the uncharted series is fantastic you got last of us part two coming out here soon all of these games are fantastic. All these games are only available on PlayStation and not to mention the one that Hideo is working on, which I don't even think is going to be that good of a game. But again, personal preference. So where are we are going to the next generation. I think it's going to be really interesting here because 2019 is going to be where we see the first consoles. OK, this is where we're going to get our first look. We're going to look get a look at Scarlet. I assume we're going to get a look at PlayStation because once PlayStation finds out the Xbox is announcing the new console this year, which I cannot believe they wouldn't after teasing it so hard last at last E3. Which I guess PlayStation wouldn't even announce at E3. They're not going to be there this year, but. So I guess that depends. Where do we go from here? I think it's gonna be really interesting to see. But anyway, so let's do Parker's picks of the week. So CBS News posted a actually really cool video on YouTube. I don't know if it went on TV or not, but they posted a three part um, feature and it was about esports. It's called Esports, The Price of the Grind. It was a three part doc on YouTube. I'll leave a link in the description so you can check it out. It was actually really well done. Like they didn't bullshit this. They actually put some good time. They put a lot of time into it. They interviewed some really cool people. Uh, but this is kind of how I feel when I watch anything about video games. It was really cringy at times. Like there are definitely points where they're interviewing people where I kind of just sat there and thought, oh, OK, move on. But like I know for for one example, they're interviewing one of the guys, one of the esports guys. I don't know whatever you want to call them athletes. That's going to cause debate, but they're interviewing one of the athletes and they're interviewing the parents at the same time. And you could tell the parents just liked being on camera way too much. Okay. Definitely struck me as a couple parents who really didn't believe in this whole esports thing until he started raking in checks. And the second he started raking in checks, they started to become personality plus. And when they found out CBS was coming to their house, they definitely started to get really interested because they were, they showed him playing overwatch and they were talking to him and they were just saying words that were just like buzzwords where if you were to hear it and you play video games semi-regularly, you go, uh, what? He's a little weird. Anyway, 
definitely check it out. It was actually a really good feature. I really enjoyed it. Um, also, outside of video game news, so Captain Marvel released its third trailer. And as you know by now, if you listen to any of the other podcasts that we do, I'm not that hot on Captain Marvel. And here's why. Because one, because she doesn't look like that interesting of a character. She hasn't really been very funny yet. So that's kind of something that sucks. Um, the action is kind of over the top, over the top CGI, which is never a good sign in trailers, because like I said, if this didn't have Captain Marvel or Marvel Studios in the title, I would not go see this movie. I don't care what the hell it's about. It has not been good trailers. Actually, I take it back because Jude Law is in this movie. I probably would go see it because that's my dude. I would go see it. But here's the thing. you If you watch all three of these trailers and you knew what numbers they were going in and you watched them out of order a couple times, I guarantee you couldn't tell which one is which. You, I mean, they've shown the same thing in different ways many, many, many times now. So this third one was kind of a behind the scenes featurette, which... Here's the thing. Brie Larson's really personable and charismatic. Okay. Like I loved her in her interview. She was really funny. She's really energetic. She was really happy to play Captain Marvel. So why has that not translated into the trailers yet? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, honestly, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, but here's the thing. If I see this one more damn time, where she shows no facial expression, but she does the damn shaka outside of the plane to whoever the hell she's just, I guess she's just like, Hey, what's going on, bro? We're about to hit these aliens with the jet, da, 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 whatever. It, I'm so sick and tired of seeing that shot. That's the one that stuck out to me anyway, or punch that old lady one more time. That was really funny. The first 55 fucking times. Anyway, we will be back next week, hopefully next week, probably next week. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But, and we're going to see, hopefully, uh, how this video game news works out because it's going to be an interesting week coming forward. I know we got a couple CES was this week, so we're going to have some cool things we're going to talk about after that. But other than that, we will see you next week. Bye.